the black magic shaman had died at last. The people of the community rejoiced in collective relief as they heard the news. During his lifetime, he dabbled in dark practices and obtained knowledge that tainted his soul. They were glad to be rid of such a blight on their tribe, and so the people dragged the disgraced shaman's corpse into a nearby grove for disposal. And a disposal it was. Instead of burying the shaman in the ground as they would a respectable member of the tribe, the people instead hung his body in a tree, a very bold display of disrespect for his memory. There they left his body to rot. As time went on, his corpse deteriorated slower than yours or mine would, dangling high in the tree. Many years later, a young married couple journeyed through the forest. Their trek began in the warm brightness of day, but as they ventured deeper into the wood, the light faded and ushered in darkness. Along with the dimming light, the young couple's resolve too faded. Look, up ahead are some trees we can use for shelter until the morning, the wife suggested, and so they settled in for the night. Right beneath the tree where the shaman was left to unrest. They built a cook fire, which they used to make dinner. While the couple ate their dinner, the wife took in their surroundings, now illuminated by the firelight. She looked left, then right, straight ahead, and even behind her when she had the sudden urge to look upward. <gasps> the wife saw dark figures shaped like humans in the branches of the tree they sat beneath. What is that? She panted, nudging her husband's arm and pointing. He looked up and chuckled at her. <laughs> They're just the spirits of the dead from long ago, he replied, grinning. At least that's what legend says. It's really only a trick of the light, dear, nothing more. The husband let out a big yawn and urged his wife to lay with him and sleep. They needed their energy for tomorrow's travels, after all. His wife was not convinced. She begged him to stay up with her until the morning. How could she be expected to sleep peacefully now? Her husband dismissed her pleas, laid on the ground, and began snoring, soundly asleep. The wife was now completely alone with the unnerving tree of spirits and, arguably even worse, her own imagination. She continued to stare up at the dark figures swaying in the trees, like bodies hanging and blowing in the breeze. The fire was dying down. They had only enough wood to last half the night. And as the flames dimmed, her fear heightened. Finally, the last flame became embers, and the wife heard it. Grotesque, crunching and gnawing, like a dog chewing a bone. Her body froze as if paralyzed, stuck to the ground. The sound was very close by, but she couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and she dared not move a muscle for fear of getting the attention of whatever was responsible. So she just laid there for what felt like hours as the wet, squelching, chewing sounds continued. Eventually, the first light of dawn began approaching above the trees. She snapped out of her frozen state and shook her husband, who was laying a few feet away from her. Wake up! Wake up! We have to get out of here! She spoke in a hushed tone. 
her voice hoarse from hours of tense silence. Her husband did not rouse. The gnawing stopped. The sun began peeking over the trees, and she could finally see her surroundings again. She shook her husband once more, harder this time, and loudly begged him, Please wake up! And as she shook him, he rolled toward her. He was dead. The entire left side of his body was bloody and maimed, ripped apart as if an animal had eaten chunks from his flesh. His heart had been ripped from his chest. Horrified by the sight of her husband, the wife shrieked and ran from his body. She ran and ran as fast as her feet could carry her until she found a community of people. She begged for them to help her and explained what happened to her husband. She led them back to the campsite to show them his body. At first, the people were skeptical and believed that she had done this to her husband, that she was blaming the paranormal for something that she did. Until they looked up and saw it. The shaman who had been hung in the trees all those years ago, swaying in the branches above the man's body. They decided to cut the shaman down. When they unwrapped the remains and looked upon the decomposing face, which was more intact than is humanly possible, dripping from its rotting chin, teeth, and lips, was fresh blood. Jocelyn and you're listening to Sit a Spell. Today's haunting entity comes from the Wabanaki people of Maine, USA. Come on in and sit a spell. It's story time. The tale you just heard was referencing the Skadigamuch, or ghost witch. The creature is widely known across many indigenous groups in North America. However, it's most feared by the Wabanaki people of Maine. The Skadegamuch is described as having a strong desire for human blood and flesh. It's often likened to a zombie or vampire in its desires and behaviors. It's said that a person who practices black magic or dark sorcery may will themselves to rise again after death, resulting in becoming a Skadegamuch after passing away. When the sun is out, the creature appears as a fleshy, decomposing human body. Very creepy to come across, no doubt, but ultimately harmless. By night, on the other hand, the corpse can reanimate and wander around on foot or as a ball of light. The ball of light is the most efficient way to get around, allowing the entity to quickly travel vast distances. The monster often targets those who fall behind in groups, often plucking off victims one by one until the rest of the group notices. Once a victim is secured, the Skadegamuch attacks from above with unnatural strength. The creature then feeds on the warm human flesh and blood in a violent manner, often maiming and disfiguring the body in the process. As in life, the Skadegamuch still possesses dark magical power, which sustains their undead form, well, along with the blood and flesh. 
Another popular belief is that the creature takes great satisfaction from taking the body of their victim and then setting curses upon the victim's family as well. There's no known way to prevent a Skadegumuch attack, but folklore indicates that one should always travel in large groups through the forest, particularly in the dark, and avoid falling behind at all costs. Weapons are essentially useless in defending against this violent specter. However, it is possible to destroy it by burning the daytime corpse completely into ash. Before I let you go, I want to express my immense gratitude for the support that's been shown to this little project of mine. Citispell has officially reached over 1,000 plays. This is a huge deal to me. When I started this, I was just trying out something new that interests me with extremely low expectations for listener engagement, to be honest. Um, I have a super busy life and... Unfortunately, this is not my day job. However, it is something that I feel is important for myself and hopefully for others too. Citispell is something that gives me an outlet to be creative and to research topics that interest me. The icing on the cake is that I get to share what I find with people who like those topics too. A lot of focus and spirit and energy goes into each episode, so it's beyond cool when that resonates with other people. So from the bottom of my soul, thank you so, so much for tuning in. You can follow Citispell on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook, and I would love to hear from you all. If this is your first time here, I hope you'll stick around. And for those of you who've been here a while, I'm glad you're still here. Y'all come back now.